Broadcasting from Essex. It is the 7th of August and you're listening to Salonomics. The Bitcoin price is currently $43,565. One dollar gets you 2,295 Satoshis. I am your host, Aaron Dawn, and joining me from Northampton is my hair, Dom Lahane. No, it's actually Dom Lahane. You can find the full episode over at How to Cut It or How to Cut It. It's episode number 208. We really dive into my early career, um, my early life, really, from 17 onwards, all from when I contracted meningitis as a kid working in the stock exchange. I managed to shut down the stock exchange with my illness and not in, even the IRA have done that. So I was always very proud of that. Um, yeah, and why I am such a disruptor and why I show zero respect to authority. It was all born in the mid to late 90s, I, I guess, with the invention of the internet. Yeah, we just really talk about the genesis of Go Salon, where the idea sprung from. We talk a little bit about my early career in the industry, coming up uh, through the ranks as a, an assistant at Stafford, you know, going through to working as a session hairdresser, having an agent, living through the recession, the credit crunch of 2008, and the journey that that took me on through you know international product brands and stuff like that anyway it's it's a, it's about oh, 35 minutes long it's quite a, it's quite an interesting chat even if i say so myself uh, dom really managed to extract out of me a lot of a lot of information i think in this um, and i want to share it all with you today because you know it was a big thing for me to go on to dom's show and pluck up the courage really to share go salon my vision for the future why i think it's going to be the best piece of software your your salon business and your you as a hairdresser can ever join up to um, it's a passive income it's an asset it's not a liability the barrier of entry is so low it's so simple yada 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 anyway um I hope you enjoy this show. Uh, I will add a couple of uh, exclusive bits at the end, uh, which is what is behind Dom's paywall on his website. So if you want to go and find a little bit more about that, hopefully that will entice you over to Dom. But just want to say thanks again, Dom. Look forward to having Dom on the Salonomics podcast with me and Joe in the next few weeks. Um, so yeah, enjoy this. This is Salonomics 47 when Aaron met Dom. Now on the podcast today, I'm joined by award-winning freelance hairstylist, co-host with Joe Memmett of the Salonomics podcast and founder of Go Salon, which is a new app in beta mode designed to creating the opportunity of you all having retail display in the palm of your hand and that you can do sales online and earn commission from that no matter what time of day or where your clients are. So that's what we're going to be learning about in today's podcast as we get to understand how this new app works and how it really could benefit freelance hairdressers looking to sell a wider range of products without carrying the entire line. 
And like all of How to Cut It podcast, we are going to get the story behind our guests and hear how Aaron's cousin, Lee Stafford, inspired him to come out of working as a trader in the city to becoming a successful freelance session hairstylist. Sound good? Well, let's go for it. This week's How to Cut It podcast with Aaron Dawn. As we just said in the introduction, this fella, I'm a massive fan of. Uh, I love his podcast, Salonomics, with Joe Memmi. He's, uh, he's brilliant. They, they just say it as it is. But we are going to be learning about something that he has created called Go Salon. So I'm delighted to welcome onto the How to Cut It podcast, Aaron Dawn. Welcome along, Aaron. Thank you, Don. Thank you for your kind words. Yes, uh, likewise, big fan of your show, Breath of Fresh Air, when it burst onto the scene. Uh, was it three years ago now? I mean, four, just four and a bit now, I reckon. Yeah, Is it four now? Uh, wow. Yeah, but it's so good to see see you guys entering into the podcasting scene because back then it, it was it felt a pretty barren landscape. Certainly in the UK, the state size there were a, a, a few geeky. But you, you've entered into the podcast, and as I just said, uh, Aaron, and what led you to sort of starting that up with with Joe? Ah. Uh, um- well, me and Joe have been uh, colleagues. We've been friends for probably about 13, 14 years when I was introduced to him. Um, he had a super successful salon in Burlington Arcade in Piccadilly. And at the time, I was a session hairdresser doing the circuit. And, you know, a photographer friend of mine said, you should go and see Joe. You know, he'll pay you for your credits. Because I don't know if, uh, if you know this, Don, but when, when you do photo shoots in magazines, you get an opportunity to hair buy Aaron using you know red ken i used to use a lot of that or bumble and bumble and you'd get a product credit and the product credits would would pay you for that credit and and as you know dom in session world you're not really earning a lot of money you're getting the amazing tear sheets but you're not earning the money so anything you could kind of do to supplement your income was great so um robert farah a photographer he put me in touch with joe he says go and speak to joe he might be able to pay you some cash to use joe's salon you know, so it's Aaron Dor- hair by Aaron Dawn using Red Ken for Joe's salon. And, you know, all of those little extra add-ons supplemented my income as a, a session hairdresser because, you know, session hairdressing, it's a, it's a long-term game. You know, you go through that, uh, that discipline of basically earning nothing for years, Dom. Do you know what I mean? So. Um, Thank you for clearing that up because everybody yeah. just thinks it's this holy grail of wealth, success, and um, you know maybe going to assist somebody on a, um, a a session shoot and they're a session stylist. Exactly, exactly, and they think they've made it. You know um, that really, but it's but it's like all uh, disciplines in our industry. It doesn't matter what road you you go down. Of course, you've got the, a roadmap. You've got that that light at the end of the tunnel where you want to get to. But you're not going to get there unless you put in five, six, 10, 15 years hard work. You know, a lot of people now with their instant gratification think, oh, overnight, I'm going to be a success. You know, I think that's probably the world of social has made people feel that. Yeah, well, well, this, you know, once again, that this is one of the reasons why I felt, um, you know, the industry was 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 due for a shake up because. Let me let me take you back to that period of time in a session hairdresser and how everything turns, you know, completely 180 degrees. So back in I was a session I started I started hairdressing in 2001 when I come into the industry. And well actually let me let me rewind why I got into the the hairdressing industry because I left school uh, at 16 in 1994. 
Uh, and that was really the birth of the internet. You know, I went into working in the city. I was, I was a stock. I used to work in the London Futures Exchange, which is the stock market, um, for, for the layman. Um, and, you know, my career was sorted. I left school at 16. It was 1994. I got the job in the city. That was it. My life was sorted. Now I'm on the road for 25, 30 year career in the city. You know, everything's sorted. Um, but I got I got um, meningitis in 1995 that basically a nearly killed me and nearly maimed me. I, I nearly lost both my legs uh, suffering from that disease. Um, and at age 17, I really had a change of perspective, you know, a life life perspective of, you know, I would never make a decision based on money again. Do you know what I mean? And and me going into stock market, yeah, of course I wanted to go into stock market, but I was kind of pushed by my family to go down that road, you know? So that was kind of what changed me in 95. And of course, during that time, Don, we had the rise of this thing called the internet, um, which excited me as well because I had a technical background. You know, I, I used to do um, a little bit of computer stuff and I was always interested in coding and, and development work and, and just the internet in general. You know, the internet really kind of forged us in the late 90s to... So I guess have a belief system that, you know, the internet was going to connect everybody. Everything was going to be decentralized. No one, no one would have to pay for information again. You know, you can learn whatever you want. So even in the nineties, we all had this utopian dreams of what the internet was going to become, but nobody really knew what the internet was going to become and how reliant we was all going to be on it, you know, 20 years later. So, yeah, so that really changed my life perspective when it comes to career uh, and that I would put happiness above money or, or security in a way. You know, your your daily happiness meant everything to me. And, um, you know, so it, it was about 2000, 2001 that I plucked up the courage to drop everything and change careers. Um, that was obviously going through a, you know, a three year recovery period of, of, of having, uh, meningitis. And, and, you know, it's, it's hard, Don. You know, you, you're 17, 18 year old. All your pals are out. They're going out clubbing. I was, I was pretty much in and out of hospital for three years having to, and I was, a, I was a pretty decent footballer as well. I had dreams of wanting to be a footballer. And you imagine at 17, your hopes and dreams being shattered by something like that. And you, your doctor's telling you, oh, Aaron, you're never going to play football again, you know. So I guess, in a way, harping back to the podcast, why we're so um, strong-minded is because you got to understand that's where I was forged. I was told I could never play football again. Three years later, I was playing semi-professional. Do you know what I mean? For Billericay but, but what was it? What, drew, what was it with hairdressing, Aaron? Because I'm not seeing any link, link there to hairdressing, other than you know you said well probably the link of maybe you know money wasn't the the, the most essential part. What well, was it? Well, you may know these two guys, but I was egged on by a couple of fellas called Lee Stafford and Ad Feeling. We know. Uh, <laughs> so obviously, you know, my relationship with Lee goes back to all those times. Um, and and an AD at the time was on this huge crest of a weight. And that, they were, you know, they were friends. Obviously, Lee's, you know, disclaimer, Lee is my cousin. That's why you see me with him all the time. You know, blood's thicker than water and all that. So, um, 
But those two people at that time, you've got to appreciate, Lee had just got the Richard and Judy slot on on this morning, the you know, the number one TV slot there was. Um AD had literally come from nowhere to from an assistant to a stylist to winning men's British hairdresser of the year. So as a as a as, as an outsider looking in, I'm like, what uh, how? Do you know what I mean? Oh, how how did they what? You know, these yeah. two people I know at the top of their inch, top of the game. And you know what, Dom? It comes back to those basic um emotions. Every morning my alarm went off and I had to get on the train to go into the city. I hated it. I hated the alarm going off. I hated the commute. Every time the alarm went off and those guys went to work, they bounced out of, out of bed. Couldn't wait to get to the salon. So it really was, I wouldn't say it was jumping onto their bandwagon, even though it probably was a little bit of jumping onto their bandwagon, but it was Lee, really. Lee basically said, because he, he knew I had a bit more of a technical computer, computer brain, and he sold hairdressing like this. He said, if you had the chance to be Bill Gates' assistant, you're probably going to be pretty good at doing, you know, you're probably going to rise to the top of the industry because you're Bill Gates' assistant. Come and join us. I can show you, we can show you the ropes. You can get paid. You don't have to go to Sassoon's. In fact, Lee, actually, I mean, this was part of Lee's rock and roll persona. He's like, he's like the Sassoon's guys, they're all joining me, you know. So Lee was very, and, and it was that confidence. It was that, those kind of things that, you know, gravitated you towards that, you know. And, it was and, like, and I've got to be honest there, Aaron, as well, in this period, because I remember it so well, the salon, everything that was going on at this point, it was serious rock and roll. And maybe, you know, for the lads that, that look, were looking maybe for the geezer kind of blokes in the industry as well, that probably played a little bit of a part of pulling in maybe lads that conventionally wouldn't have gone into the industry. Oh, absolutely. Uh, as well, Dom, you've got to look at the, 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 the pop culture at the time. You know, it's Britpop, it was Oasis, it was Blur, you know, Britain was cool again. Do you know what I mean? It, the whole world was looking at Britain as, you know, setting all the trends. So you can imagine hairdressing. What well, I, I remember Lee wearing a T-shirt to work, you know, if, uh, what was it? It was something like, you know, uh, if you can't be a musician, you know, obviously everyone, if you can't be a musician, then you'd want to be a rock and roll something. Else. I can't remember. I'm, I've completely <laughs> destroyed that. But But the sentiment was, you know, Everyone wants to be a rock and roll star. And if you can't be a rock and roll star, be a rock and roll star in whatever industry uh, you're in. Spot on. That's so, so you true. Know, and it was an attitude thing. Um, yeah. and, and that's what's beautiful about hairdressing. It's art. It is our form of expression. Do you know what I mean? Cool. Just like songs make people feel good. What we do make people feel good. Yeah. So. I've got, right, I'm, I'm going to just jump in here. So you've gone in, right, Lee Stafford, and it is proper rock and roll. So, you know, like, say, I remember Lee on the scene and we worked with Lee on some shows. He was just, he was industry gold, right? But you've come in it, right, from, you know, working in the city. You love the technology. So naturally, I'm not thinking to myself here, Aaron, artistic guy going on. Uh, because people will say, oh, you know, hairdressers, you've got to be artistic. What's your reply to that? Listen, Dom, you weren't the only person. My entire family were against it. Um, people that I met were just like, like, what are you doing? You know, they couldn't make sense of it. And 
I suppose it's probably only now uh, looking back that you can join all those dots together. Um, but it really was at the time when you're working with computers and you're working with code and you're doing all of those kind of things, there's no room for error, Dom. The rules have to be obeyed at all time. And it just sent for me as a 18, 19 year old teenager, full of angst, feeling a bit, you know, woe is me. You know, why, why did I, you know, have to go through this thing? Hairdressing just didn't seem to have rules. And for me at that time, it sent to me like the absolute 180 opposite of what I was doing. I was, I was suffocated in this industry where, you know, one line of code is incorrect or you do one thing wrong, you're severely reprimanded and, you know, you're disciplined or you can bring a whole thing, you know, to, to, to break. You can break things. Hairdressing, the mistakes are almost celebrated in hairdressing. So it was that complete 180. And even though I probably didn't have the language at the time when I was 18 to really explain to my f friends, family, why I was doing it, to me, it felt right. It felt like this was a pathway that I was going to enjoy. So you, you're really wrapped up in the industry. You're, you're marching forward. Um, but go salon. Now, a lot of people may hear of Go Salon. It's just kind of referenced. It's, you know, I'm, I'm guessing you haven't got a massive empire marketing budgets to go and spend at this and to let the world know. Yeah, if, <laughs> if, you're, not, if you're listening to this, zero. Okay. So Aaron has, just tell us what you've created here, Aaron, in Go Salon. Right. Um, so essentially, Go Salon um, is a web app. Um, it's something that connects you and your client in a seamless way. Uh, and it's seamless, uh, it's seamless nature really comes from the fact that it can be found anywhere, um, anywhere your client exists. And what I mean by that is, let me take you back to when the first smartphones come out, Dom. Remember, like, you know, the Apple iPhone came out and it, it was this beautiful thing, wasn't it? It had all these it had all these icons on the screen that was seamless. You could press that button and it would go straight to the, I remember some of the, do you remember some of the early iPhone apps was like literally a beer. You could hold your, your iPhone up and pretend you was drinking a beer because we hadn't seen this. We hadn't seen the ability to move your phone and it would move things around on the screen. So this goes back to like 2007, 2008 when the iPhone kind of come out. But what the beautiful thing was, it was it was the beginning of this mobile wave and having that icon on the home screen. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to put an icon on a home screen that would seamlessly link straight to you, straight to your brand with no distraction. Because I think what a lot of people have today, they put a lot of money investing into Instagram, a lot of money investing into Facebook pages, but then you're subscribed to them and then you have to pay a certain amount of money in order to keep in your client's mind. You know, you have to stay within their, you know, on, on their mind, so to speak. So I essentially, I mean, and, and this obviously doesn't work for those listening on the podcast, but I'm going to hold up my phone. Okay, I'm so I'm just going to describe. Sure. So Aaron's holding up his phone so we could just see the uh, thumbnails there, the icons. Yeah, the icons. Um, 
And it's, it's basically as an icon on the, the home screen. So if you have an icon on your home screen and on every one of your clients' home screen, Dom, they will build up muscle memory in order to contact you without being distracted. So the initial idea, the initial problem I want it to solve and, 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 and everything that we've ever built on the internet is solved through first principles. You have to identify what the problem is, Dom. And, and the problem that I identified in our industry, and, and we didn't even go into, you know, I worked for a brand, you know, 2008 was a recession. I had to pretty much leave my agent. There was no work. I had to go and work for a global brand. I then became an international platform artist. I then set up uh, with Adam Sloan, the MH Fed, uh, and we toured all the trade shows and all of those. But there was always that one thing in the back of my mind saying, Retail doesn't really exist in salons anymore because the internet, we've got Amazon, eBay selling the same products we're trying to sell in the salon, you know, for cheaper. Our customers know it's cheaper on the internet. You know, that is the problem there. That's why people are not buying from salons because we have to put a premium on it to account for our time, for the delivery, you know, to to incentivize the stylist to actually sell the product. Salon owners and independents like me were tired competing with the internet because for me, it just felt like I'm telling my client about this product, amazing product that I recommend will make her hair look great and make it look great while she's not with me, you know, for the the six weeks, uh, you know, in between me styling her hair. This will make your hair look great for that six weeks that you're not with me. But it was very difficult for me to then sell it while they're sat on their phone going, oh, yeah, I'll get that off eBay. So what that is, Dom, that's somebody else profiting from my expertise and my work. And and I had an issue with that. You know, I'm not sitting here saying, you know, lots of people say, oh, I had that idea. And, you know, but there's very few people that actually take that idea and go fix that problem, which you've done. I've always felt that, you know, I work. You know, as an independent hairdresser that uh, actually the, the other big barrier that lots of independent hairdressers have is actually stocking all this vast range of products. It costs a huge amount of money, doesn't it, Aaron, for an independent, and probably a lot of them sit there as, you know, glue pots and, you know, don't actually move. And you want to talk about these products and actually as a, a, a hair professional, you're fully aware of so many products other than maybe the brands that are on your shelf. Absolutely. And, and I found that, yeah. that I'm talking to my client and, oh, this product is, do, do you know what? I don't have it here. This is effective. What you're creating is fixing that problem. You're an affiliate. Are you an affiliate? It's, for anybody that understands what an affiliate network is, it's essentially removing advertising because what an affiliate does, it connects. It's the middleman between the buyer and the seller. So obviously you've got to appreciate as hairdressers, we've got our clients that trust us complicitly for us to style their hair and to take care of them while they're in our care. Well, they're going to trust us for our product advice as well. But my, my, my whole conflict with the product industry was that it just felt like they were circumventing the hairdressers and they were allowing products to appear online because as a, um, an educator um, for the brand, the global brand that I used to work for, the one criticism I got from every salon owner was, well, yeah, we're not going to buy retail off you because we can't sell it because it's sold on the internet. 
And it's like, of course, I had no comeback. I'm like, of course, I can't police the internet. No, you're absolutely right. I can't police the internet. So we can't tell the internet what to do. But now I wanted to give a viable option so that we could compete with the internet. So if our customer now will buy that product from us via the internet, they know that we're going to get reimbursed for that knowledge, for that expertise and for that customer service. So I really wanted to create this system that rewarded those that create the value in the first place. And no matter what way you look at hairdressing, Dom, it's the hairdressers, it's the foot soldiers, it's the grassroots. We create that first transaction. So it's not fair that these other people should come in and piggyback off of our work, you know. Right. Let's just get down to the cogs of it then. So let's say uh, someone's sitting there, they're thinking, oh, I really like the idea of this go salon. This is who I am. This, how's it going to work for me? And how am I going to become a real influencer in influencing people to buy products from me? Mm. Because that's how you word this, isn't yes. it, Aaron? You, you, you are an influencer yeah. because you are using that influence. How are they going to do this? What kind of money are they going to earn from this? And how? why is it worth your while to do this? So three big questions sure. there. Um, okay, well, let's, let's take the first one. How are they going to do this? Well, the barrier of entry for this and for Ghost Salon in particular, and, and I built it this way, for a reason. It's, I'm all about, you know, open borders. I'm all about minimizing that barrier of entry as low as physically possible. So you can get your own Go Salon app by simply putting an email address and your brand name or your salon name or your, you know, whatever your trading name is into the gosalon.uk website. And that will trigger, uh, uh, that will trigger a few events that, you know, once we get your logo, the app can be set up. It's, it's as easy as that. It- so you've got your app on your phone where, wherever your client is. So let's say Marjorie is on holiday and she messages you and says, Oh, I've got damp hair. Yeah. Yeah. Dom, what, what would you recommend? Well, I'll tell you what, Marjorie, I'd recommend that you use, I don't know where I got Marjorie from, but anyway, um, I, I'd recommend. Yeah, shout we love you, Marjorie. Marjorie. Yeah, big <laughs> Marjorie, I'd recommend that you use this product. Yeah. So she could then sit there on her app because that's in her mind. Oh, I've got yeah, go salon here. This is my connection to Dom. Yeah. Effectively, is that that's right? That's right. Yeah. In she goes. Where does that take her to? So, Dom, it's even easier than that. You wouldn't even have to type in all of that you would go to the Go Salon and click the share button and you could share it via WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, text message, email. It pings straight to Marjorie's phone that Marjorie doesn't even have to open an app. She clicks the link that you send her, which will then take you to your Go Salon page to the exact product that you recommend. She will press that button and that button will then take her to the distributor that sells that product. Right. So, and that, I guess that distributor is on Amazon? Currently, we're on Amazon because that's the easiest pathway to entry to get this into the atmosphere. After the last 18 months, I'm pretty sure that most people have heard of Amazon and that probably have Amazon already programmed in on their phone. But it, right. 
But it's about so, Barry. So when they're on Amazon, yeah. I'm just getting my, yeah. my slow thinking head around this. Sure. So they're on there. They've, they've gone on that link that you've set them yeah. to. Not every product is going to have an affiliate to you. Yes, no, they will. Every product. That How's that happen then? Well, because that's that's the magic that Go Salon does. We create obviously the, the tracking IDs which monitor all of this, so that we can reward the hairdresser once the transaction's connected. So, so let's say I send. So Marjorie's got a link yeah. for her uh, frizzy hair. Yeah. Uh, naturally, it will go off and find. Will it just pull in? Go Salon will pull in all the products out there. It will pull in that, that specific suited. one. And then you're reliant on Amazon or the, whatever the distributor is, because I, I don't want to name check Amazon because obviously that's not the reason why we created Go Salon. You know, it mm. wasn't to make Amazon. More so the money. distributor, the, but the distributors but the, are sat on the Amazon platform. Exactly. So I mean, talked with other distributors at the moment as well, to because they all want to. So do in. you have to have the link with the distributors here, though, Aaron? Does that make sense? So yeah. this can't be any distributor around the world. It's got to be. It's got to um, be one distributors that you're in com- contact with. So. If they don't sell this particular product, it's not going to pull that in. It's um, so we've got the hair brand yeah. damp. Yes, um, you've got to have that initial contact. You as Go Salon yeah. with them, right? Gotcha. So the point is because we're using it in this way, Go Salon's only going to pull out the products that do exist on the network. If that makes sense. So are you? Yeah, can- so you've got a network. Effectively, Go Salon has its own network of distributors who may sell. You know, yeah, all the branded products, whoever that may be. Yeah. So they win, we win, we all win. win. The product company wins. They're selling more products. Yeah, no one's losing no out. No one's here. losing out. The, the, the hairdresser wins because they're regaining, they're recapturing that commission that we used to get for fun in the early 2000s, Don, you know, before mm. Amazon and eBay and all these things. Um, the distributor wins because they can then carry on selling those niche products that Amazon don't sell. You know, they say when it comes to starting up a business, Don, you've got to aim for win, win, win outcomes. That's right. And 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 like I say, I can't see any downside with Go Salon because it increases your opportunity to influence your client. For example, the app doesn't just appear on the phone unless Marjorie has to kind of put it there. I'm loving Marjorie. Marjorie's a legend. Um, yeah. And so, so, but the whole start of the the roadmap or the funnel, if you like, because obviously internet's all about funneling people and channeling in, into a certain way. The whole transaction, the whole go salon experience starts when they're in your chair in the salon. They scan that QR code, which is for you. That's, Completely your unique ID. That's completely unique to you. Your Go Salon page with all of your favorites. Here's the kicker, Dom. The kicker is salons and independent hairdressers, because it's like putting a 100 products in your pocket, we can now recommend those professional uh, tools that we use to our clients. So, I don't know, YS Park brushes. You want to go and buy your your wife, your girlfriend, that brush that is a Christmas present. You know, it's not like the cheaper versions, you know, but it's that one that is with them for life, that £100 brush. You can now sell that. Of course, no salon is going to want to spend a £1,000 on wise part brushes and put them up in the window for someone to throw a brick through 
Do you know what I mean? And, and hold them in the salon to be stolen. You know, much the same with your, your straightening irons of choice. You know, I'm not saying you're going to be selling a set of straightening irons every week, but the point is when your when your client comes to you with that question, you're responding with a button which solves their problem. And as is, is there going to be a fear factor here for salons to be thinking, hang on, that my staff member is going to be hearing this? That's a great question, Dom. And there, there's always going to be um, stickiness. But remember, we're solving the problem that salons aren't retailing at the moment. The data that I did showed that it's approximately only 15% of retail is actually being done. So that means every 1.5 client you've got, uh, sorry, out of 10 clients, you're only managing to sell a product to 1.5 of them. Would it be a better scheme maybe for a salon to set this up as a salon with Go Salon? So it is literally strictly for a salon. Yeah. Uh, and they, they all go through that, yes. whether that be, because my mind is, look, you know, as a, a an independent hairdresser, yes, I only do a couple of days now um, with my clients, but I get it. And, and actually this works for me because it's just not my, worth my while to invest huge amounts um, in this. Absolutely. But my, you know, so yeah, no, I understand. I, I'm all for it. I understand the question. And I, and I get that. Yeah. So, we go, but it's that next, I'm just thinking about a lot of my listeners yes. may be sitting here, Aaron, and being very nervous being and uncomfortable with it. Well, let me allay those fears because it is about barrier of entry. And I'm very much an open source kind of guy. If you want to go and set up your own affiliates with Amazon and, and pay a designer to create the website and the page, that's going to cost you a few hundred quid, Don. That's going to cost you a day, you know, two, three, four days work. You and I both know hairdressers are busy. They're busy people. This is why I wanted to create something that was open, that was no risk. Try it. What have you got to lose? If it works for you, great. If you want to go back to your closed system where you're continuing to buy your products from the salesman once a month, they're coming in and you've got the space in your salon to have a big stock room full of products taking up that space. Or try this more flexible way of working. Like I say, L'Oreal's still happy. They're still selling their products, you know, but now the hairdresser's happy because they're getting their cut of the products. The salon, we have got a salon, um, Coronado's, I've already name shouted him, but, but we have created this smart wall in his salon. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll send you some links on our, that Twitter and Facebook. That would be good. We'll put that into yeah. the show notes, listeners. But you can see the, the smart wall that, that John created. He created this beautiful moss wall, and it's a very living. I don't know if you're uh, aware of um, brands like Whole Foods and things like that, um, Whole Foods that sell like organic fruit. And, and, it, and you go into any supermarket in the USA, there's a wall of color from, you know, all the, the red peppers and the broccoli and all of that. And it's all irrigated. And there's something about nature that draws you in. Well, John recognized that and he created this moss wall. But within the moss wall is the QR codes. So once you get drawn to the moss wall, you then look in at the wall and you're like, oh, there's that product. There's the, the irons, the straightening irons. There's the tongs. There's the, you know, there's the uh, Carmen Rollers. So it's a virtual moss There's a virtual moss roll that when you're in the physical, because this, this is it. It's about that, though, and this is why it allays the fears of the salons. 
because you've got to appreciate we have got we are in a very fortunate position that we are a physical business that cannot be removed 100% online but how do we embrace the 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 commerce that we can get online in a 24/7 365 days a year and use the advantage that we've got a physical location as well and making both of those locations talk to each other. So if you think about this as not removing the old way of retail, because you're always going to get that customer, Dom, who needs to take that shampoo there and then. Yeah, they can take it there and then at a premium, not a problem. It's just we are trying to level the playing field and getting all of your retail done through the hairdresser, whether it's online or whether it's in the physical shop. Um, so, so yeah, it's about moving a tiny piece of your business online that's 24-7, 365 days a year. And it's the opportunities that that will bring your bricks and mortar business that is, is most, most exciting for me going forwards. I get it. And people are going to be sitting here now thinking, nah, I get this. I'm liking this, you know, because, you know, we all want, you know, that dreaded word, smart passive income. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of people there that, that but, you know, the smart passive income means that you are earning money whilst you're sleeping. So effectively you could wake up. People are going to think actually what sort of, how much am I going to earn from, you know, selling a, a, a beautiful conditioner and a shampoo? Uh, so if we was to take it from, um, say, let's say a £10 product, just to make the math super simple, uh, the commission that you will get paid is, is kind of elastic, Don. So it ranges between 1.5% and 6% of the final fee. So you're looking at, on a, a £10 product, you're looking at 6% of that, which is about 60p. 60p. Which is, is not a lot. If you was to, you know, look at, that £10 product, uh, doing it the old-fashioned way, well, for starters, you're not selling it for £10. You're selling it for £14. Then you've got to take the VAT out of it. Then you've probably got to take the income tax out of it because obviously it's all income. Then you've got to do all of these things. Then you've got to pay for the delivery. Then you've got to employ the staff to actually take it out of the boxes and put it on the shelves and dust the shelves. And Then you've got to actually pay for the gas and electricity for the room for, for all that stock to sit in. So when it when you actually analyze the numbers, yeah, oh, it's 60p. What's the point? But what you said was beautiful, Dom. It's the fact that you can earn while you sleep using this model. Your client could be the other side of the, the world, you know, in a different time zone. But when they go onto the distributor, they buy the shampoo, the conditioner, maybe the straightening irons because they've forgotten their straightening irons. Maybe a hundred pound set of straightening irons, you're going to get six pounds. From Dom, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you can earn lots of little sixty p's. My accountant always says, isn't he? he? Says you need to be saying where you're super high prices, or you've got to be really low. And lots of low price models earns you good money. You know, Absolutely. the person who's selling lots of one pounds earns lots of money. Uh, opposed, the problem is we all tend to go into the middle. I guess is is where you're at. Don't worry too much on because, like you say, by the time you take out all your commission, I think you know a lot of retail for could be about 40% markup and, and, and VATs mm. and, and all that. So I, I get that. Where do you earn your money? So do you take a, a, an affiliate? Yeah, obviously, you know, we wouldn't survive. Because you're not doing this for no, fun. No, of course. Well, 
Well, to be honest, I, I did start off doing it for fun, Dom, you know, because, you know, this is what I do. I, you know, working in the salon, because I, I did start back in the salon in 2016. I, I worked at a fantastic salon in Chalkwall called Start. Shout out to Matt, if you're listening. Um, and there was certain, you know, this goes back to me as a, per, like my personality and being aware of it, but there were certain idiosyncrasies in the salon life that annoyed me. The phone ringing, disruption. The, the overall ambience, uh, the fact that when I did sell, you know, products in the salon, I wasn't actually getting a commission. Do you know what I mean? It, like there wasn't even a commission uh, rate set up for me as a self-employed stylist to go in. You didn't even get tickets to go to a cinema or something like that? No, nothing. Um, so that obviously annoyed me, you know, because like I say, at the end of the day, these are all my clients that I'm taking into the salon that I'm giving commission to to him do you know what i mean for so and and this is this is the thing so for me what we do is we just try and keep it all simple so obviously two years um august 2019 is when we we had uh me and my partner neil who's uh, the developer he's the real technical bod uh when it comes to building these this system um obviously we have uh, a lot of cost in terms of design fees hosting fees all of these costs like that because essentially dom we're essentially giving you your own independent branded website for free and we are putting our faith in you that you're going to enjoy using the product so we only earn money if you use the app there's no like i say barrier of entry zero cost do, you do the clients have to give you their data too uh, in terms of the, you mean the um, the stylist? Or so when the, they the sign up for client? it, so so the the stylist. Sorry, yeah, but repeat yeah. that question, I guess. So as the hairdressers, I give you, yeah, we give you our data, yeah. our email, our, our, yeah. our the client who's going to be using the app because they're going to have to have the app on their phone. Yeah. They're going to have to sign up with some data for yourselves. No. Client, so they client don't have to goes, give put any details because no. clients could be nervous of this, couldn't they? They could be. Uh, yeah, know, I, they could be. But this is the beautiful thing of no barrier of entry, Dom. Look at how online retail is done now via, say you, you had a salon, you set up your own retail page on the salon. In order for you to transact with your client that you already know everything about, they have to go through a process of sign up. Put your email here, your delivery address uh, put your credit card details in here. It's password. You've got another password to remember. The beautiful thing about Go Salon is once your client clicks, because they've already got Amazon at the moment, because they've already got Amazon, Amazon know everything about them. They don't share any data with us. And nor do we go looking for the data, Dom. We're not interested in harvesting people's data. We want to give them Real value and real value is measured in pounds in the till. You know, it's it's like this is the problem with the internet now. You know, data's become such a big business. But I my my vision is in the next ten years, a lot of that will shrink again because privacy, um, privacy and owning your own data will be the next growth part of 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 our industry because obviously we we don't trust facebook really anymore 
Now, if you want to find out any more on Go Salon, then you can find that online by going to gosalon.uk. And Aaron is on Instagram at Aaron Dawn Hair. So do go and check him out. But don't worry if you missed any of them links. We'll put all of those into the show notes that we have prepared for you online at www.howtocut.it slash EP208. So this is where Dom finished the uh, the free-to-air show. Um, I'm just going to insert a little clip here. Um, the show behind his paywall, which you need to go to Patreon to go and access it, is really all about my thoughts on Bitcoin and how I believe it will help the hair and beauty industry uh, from a, an uncertain, bureaucratic and far from sustainable future. Um I believe in my heart of hearts that Bitcoin fixes this for the whole industry. So, I'm not making any money from it, Dom. All I'm doing is I'm protecting the money I've made. Actually, Bitcoin is um, a new monetary network which is native to the internet, that has no borders, that is completely decentralized, which means it's peer-to-peer like cash would be and it's a push system so rather than and and once again you know I like things that are 180 to the norm so Bitcoin is completely 180 degrees from what everybody on this planet is used to you're used to having a bank looking after your money people can go and you know tap into it and pull money out of your bank account as and when they want with Bitcoin it's the opposite system I have to push it somewhere if I want to spend it but the reason why I love Bitcoin and and why it preserves my wealth and my family's wealth it's it's essentially a deflationary asset Dom there's only ever going to be 21 million of them so whereas we're in a a situation now where inflation will be kind of um, getting quite quite serious to society and this this really does affect hairdressing I can I can link it all back to hairdressing because we we talk about this kind of stuff on salonomics uh, all the time about the bigger picture and what this means to the high street we all look at the high street if the high streets thriving then the country's thriving right but we're going through this change and what Bitcoin really does it's a store of value first of all I look at it from that perspective I look at it that I can put a little bit of money away knowing that by next year two years time three years time it's going to be worth more money because as more people get onto the network the easiest way to understand this concept Dom is it's it's essentially a Swiss bank account that has limited space so and we are all paying to get into that limited space another way to think about it is digital land when it comes to the digitization of money, we've had digital money for ages. You know, people use their credit cards all the time. But the point is with credit cards and all those things, we're, we're paying the middlemen. You know, if I wanted to send you a, di- a credit card payment, Dom, it not has to come from me to my bank account, to the clearing house, to another clearing house, then to your bank account. This is why the fees on credit cards are 3% and why you're using a PDQ machine and all these things make money and the transfer money very expensive bitcoin removes every single middleman so it makes the transfer of money instant around the globe 
without borders, with no one saying that you cannot, and, and pretty much using the Lightning Network, it's, it's pretty much free. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed all this. If you did, then please give us some feedback, give us a shout out on Twitter, Arundel Hair. Uh, also, you can check out the tele Telegram group, which is um, Search for Salonomics on Telegram, where we post a lot of our content that we're going to talk about the show on. You can get involved in the conversation there. Also, I've updated the website, salonomics.co.uk, where you can support the show. Um, Joe and myself have decided to go down this no advert route, um, and fortunately... For you, that means we don't have to bombard you with nonsense and we are censorship resistant because it means we can say whatever the hell we like. So um, please go and check that out. If you like the show, you like us doing what we do, please let us know. Leave a rating on all your podcast players. Leave us a review. Apparently all that stuff helps. So yes, thanks for listening, everyone. Take care. Uh, speak to you soon.